Welcome to Grumpy GDPR. My name is Ria, founder of No Ties Consulting. And my name is Miloš Novovic. I'm an associate professor of law. Well, hello, Ria. Long time no see. It has been indeed. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, it's been a bit crazy, uh, both with writing and with teaching. And today was actually on a seminar about AI. I always thought that AI was overhyped, <laughs> but ended up having so many nerdy discussions that I'm thinking, oh, forget the GDPR. This is the next big thing. Oh my uh, gosh. But I hate myself for thinking that. So I don't know. Well, I have to say that I uh, was in a meeting on Monday and there was a presentation on AI there as well. And he showed four different pictures to illustrate the development and how quickly it goes. And it was of this grandmother. And the first picture was like something out of a nightmare or something. But the last picture, and this was uh, over the span of less than a year, I think, was so realistic. Mm. And that just really put things into perspective. Right. We have to do, you know, Let's do an episode on AI someday. Uh, yeah, today, sure. we are once again talking about the Metaban. Uh, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> My God, I'm bored of Meta at this point, but this is actually a very, very important one. Can you just tell yeah. us what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, so first and foremost, I'll encourage everybody to listen to our last episode, uh, Unreasonable Expectations, because there, uh, Milos, you go through lots of the background and we talk about lots of the things on that episode. So not to bore people with old news, I think we should just dive into what, um, what's been happening lately. And first, it's like everybody and their uncle are suing Norwegian authorities. Well, I mean, uh, it's part of being an authority, expecting to get sued. So I guess uh, good for both of them for being sued. But little Norway, come on, what's going on? Well, they did kind of start it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but it's interesting. We see that both Grindr and Meta are taking Norwegian authorities to the courts. And it'll be so interesting to watch uh, uh, what's going to happen going forward. And it's unfortunate because we already know that the authorities, you know, the supervisory authorities, they don't have any resources to begin with. And now they're going to be dragged through the courts for probably years. So they need to hire more people and the government needs to give them more money. That is probably true. Uh, I think it's going to be fun to see how it unfolds. I'm making popcorn for Grinder, and you can make popcorn for Meta <laughs> if that's a deal. Um, but yeah, it's good. as long as I get to eat it with you. Yes, perfect. But it's very good. My God, I'm excited to see how those court cases are going to turn out. But, you know, I think I've been living a bit under the rock lately because I did not hear about the big news, ooh, the big news uh, on the European level until I got a message from you. Care to share? Yeah. Well, you haven't been that far under a rock because this only came late last evening. And that was the Norwegian DPA announcing that their urgent request to the EDPB to make their ban on Meta's behavioral advertising based on contract and the legitimate interest extended to the entire EEA and also permanent. It's a bold move. I need to add some some sound for that, I think, on the podcast in the editing because this is huge, isn't it? It is. It really is. And looking at the Did you EDPB, expect it? No. Um, I don't know. You know, it's easy to say yes. I kind of... 
I'm torn on this one. No, I did not expect it, but I am not surprised. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I absolutely feel the same way. <laughs> um, yeah, what can we say? I mean, uh, there is so many, uh, so much strange is happening there. So first of all, the EDPB itself has actually uh, been weird about this whole thing, right? Yeah, so they met on Friday, which was uh, on the 27th. And then the Norwegian DPA announced this last night and the Danish one this morning. And then we all waited around for hours, like probably lots of people pressing F5 on uh, the EDPB's website. And I was uh, watching my RSS constantly. And then the big announcement came from the EDPB, which said basically nothing more than what the Danish did. And they didn't even link to the actual decision. So we haven't got anything. Yeah, that's right. We get a press release stating that the EDPB adopted an urgent binding decision instructing the Irish DPA as lead supervisory authority to take within two weeks final measures regarding Meta-Ireland, like the final solution to Meta, I guess. <laughs> Do we need to edit this one out at some point? <laughs> it was a horrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, okay, but the ADPV says, yep, we're going to do this. We made a decision, but then th they don't post the decision. Their website is horrible. Maybe we didn't find it. Ooh, maybe you can say about that. Never mind. What? That we can't find anything <laughs> on the ADPV website. Oh, we'll the talk. maze of the website yes. and how to solve that. Yeah. Yes. No, but uh, the resources are all over the place. The main point being, either it's it cannot be found or they did not publish it, which is strange. I don't think that they didn't publish it because they would have added it on that page. That's how they usually do it or not. No, no. they will make a new page and then put the PDF document on that page. So you have to click through to another page. But anyway, they didn't post it. And I am so uh, questioning why. Why haven't they shared it? Because at some point they would have to and why not right away? And it's already so uh, the DPC had to uh, send this message to Meta, which they've done. All of the involved parties have been informed. And now we uh, are waiting for the decision itself. Right. So what's your take uh, aside from being surprised or not surprised on this? Uh, let's just talk about the one stop shop is one stop shop dead. And should it be? If one stop shop is working, oh, like if it's uh, if we're going to see it in the future at all, if we're just going to get this kind of stuff, urgency procedure, EDPB decision, period. Well, it seems like the DPC is the whole is everything to the one stop shop, and I have serious concerns about this mechanism. And I had actually planned to talk about this for our TikTok yep. uh, recording that there. we postponed a couple of uh, times, but um, to to really add some substance to why I think so. Maybe we should save that yeah. for, the, for that Let's one. Let's save that one. Okay, I'm just sorry I'm dumping so many questions on you, but tell me one more thing. Does this mean that uh, personalized ads are done and over and never to show their face again? Um, are we going to get non-personalized internet from now on? I don't think so. So the Norwegian DPA first, they highlighted this um, uh, several weeks back when they imposed the uh, ban in the first place that they're not banning Facebook, they're not banning Instagram, they are not banning advertising in general, but they are banning that specific way 
of doing personalized uh, advertising. Uh, tracking across platforms, which was the case in Bundeskartelland as well. And they actually write that uh, the decision doesn't, uh, for example, stop Meta from targeting advertising based on information that we put in our bio, like residence, gender, age, for example, or interest that we provided. Uh, nor does it uh, stop Meta from showing behavioral advertising to users who have given valid consent. Yes, and therein the devil lies, consent. Um, you know, the more I thought about it, you know how I've been insistent, no, no, yes, there is legitimate interest, yes, there is contract. I can kind of see some merit uh, to ads being uh, based on consent or having this requirement. My only concern is, you know, maybe we should just simply have a law, as we do have some other sources now coming into play increasingly <laughs> and thankfully. Uh, but to me, it's, um, you know, the starting point of the GDPR is data controller has the freedom to pick the applicable legal basis. And if they chose something else than mm -hmm. consent, that's fine. And by now, it's pretty clear consent is the only thing you can go for, which has then spiraled into the whole discussion. Okay, what if somebody withdraws their consent? But that is sealed, mm -hmm. right? With consent, you can do it. Without consent, you can't. Yeah, I think I think that's the conclusion here. I don't think there's any disagreement on that. And this begs the question then, is valid consent under the GDPR possible in such a scenario? Right. Because again, we have to keep in mind that their entire business model does depend on people seeing ads. So my God, that's going to be tricky. Uh, and then we have the whole discussion we've had two times about the Danish case uh, about cookie walls. So my God, lots to talk. Let's see how Facebook implements that. And then we can discuss, is this good consent? Um, yeah. But one thing we touched upon and said multiple times was that uh, we're going to see new stuff coming from the EU. One day, didn't we say we're going to open some champagne uh, with the e-privacy <laughs> uh, regulation? Yeah, we did. Uh, and then we have the Digital Markets Act. We have the Digital Services Act. So a bunch of stuff is going to change for the better, I think. Um, you think? You're hopeful? Oh, yes. You're the pessimist. No, actually, I am. This time around, I am. Because, Yay. look, I'm pessimistic when we get too broad of legislation, which we can't interpret one way or another, and which then ends up being interpreted very kind of all over the place. Uh, but I mm. think that here, when you have a specific rule, targeting specific sector or specific practices and categories of data subjects, at least you have some certainty that comes with that, right? So the Digital Services Act is going to take my life because uh, I'm <laughs> sitting and writing like a commentary book on it and going article through article. And uh, I, I have to tell people, so we met for a cup of coffee uh, I think it was two, three weeks ago, and I had to come up with so many impossible scenarios to ask Ria, like, <laughs> yeah. what do you think if somebody uploads something and they're <laughs> a joint controller and then it happens that another person... Or find something on the yeah, street or... Yeah, no, but that was my question. Like, can one controller process data which was illegally processed by another? And you sat there and you were like, Give me a practical example. So yes, I've had to go through cases like that in my brain. But the important part with the DSA is that it introduces the whole new set of transparency obligations for all online platforms. For instance, mm -hmm. recommender systems have to be made transparent. And you have to have an option to, at least on very large platforms, to turn off personalization and get actually meaningful information mm -hmm. about that. Ads need to be very clearly uh, designated, 
info about who has paid for them, info about mm -hmm. why they're targeted to you. Uh, but most importantly for us, GDPR people, there is a clear ban as such, absolute ban on uh, processing or basing uh, ads on special categories of data and yeah. serving personalized ads to children. What's your take, like gut feeling on those two, yay or nay? Y yay, like absolutely 100%. And it's so interesting to hear you speak about the DSA. And I love that you are doing the commentary on that. So people be prepared to shell out for that awesome book when that's released. And uh, I, I'm, it also makes me think of a comment that somebody sent me on LinkedIn. Uh, he was wondering why are people f uh, or the Norwegians uh, fighting this? Um, uh, no, why fight the Norwegians so hard if the DMA is going to force you into collecting consent anyway, referring to Article 5.2. So it seems that we have both DSA, DMA that we were hoping would be the tools to really uh, restrain uh, the metas of the world. So the question now for me is uh, the, the same that I saw just now that Melanie commented as well. I wonder if Meta will have the technical capabilities to actually stop this uh, processing and delete what should be deleted. And I think that is spot on. Like my suspicion, conspiracy theory here is that Considering what we've seen of leaks, etc., uh, for the last couple of years from uh, meta internal documents, I, I really doubt that they can actually effectuate consent in this manner. And that's why they keep dragging it out. Maybe. That's just speculation, my personal opinion. What mm. do you think? It's hard to say. Uh, it's hard to say what kind of technology they have and what kind of architectural structure they have. But it's certainly going to... to I mean, there is no doubt that it's going to call for some new solutions and some huge costs for them just to implement consent solutions cannot be as easy as saying, well, you've entered into a contract now or, well, you know, you have a legitimate interest mm -hmm. or we have it and you can fill out a form that you spoke about that nobody can find. Um, yeah, it is a bit of a double edged sword, though, uh, thinking about this prohibition against uh, let's just take it ads uh, served to children. When I think about it, uh, you're not allowed to use personal data to find out if somebody is a child. And then at the same mm -hmm. time, you have to, it's the same as with TikTok case, and we'll get it into that there. But the main point is, uh, it's not just the technical stuff. It's also that legally you're in this gray area between, well, I have to make sure this doesn't happen, but for this not to happen, I can't really process yeah. additional personal data. And I mean, the sense And it's the same with special categories as well, right? Yeah, I was just about to say the same. Now that everything is a special category of data. Not least everything. Oh my gosh, we still have to do that episode. Uh, Sorry, folks. We we will get there in the end. <laughs> if they stop banning things. <laughs> yeah, we have to start doing something else than meta. So uh, let's do. Uh, let's say that this is the last meta episode for a while and then uh, do, uh, do some other interesting uh, bits after that. But I think that... Uh, one thing that we just need to dive a little bit more into is the valid consent, because also a comment on LinkedIn. So uh, Tim said that uh, he thinks that uh, you, people don't need to know about the intricacies that I refer to in their processing. They just need to be told that they will be tracked, analyzed and profiled to specifically target them with ads. So what's your take on on uh, how granular and how informed and specific the consent must be for this type of processing to be valid. 
It's very difficult to say because uh, to have meaningful and informed consent, you actually need to provide meaningful information about things, uh, about the processing which is taking place, which would then entail that Meta would have to actually disclose a lot of information about how the targeting actually works and how Mm -hmm. people are being tracked. And then also that would entail a very detailed disclosure, come to think of it, about recipients, about where they gather the data from. All of this is, you know, perfectly normal consent requirement. The problem Mm -hmm. is that the system is so complex, in my opinion, that informing people, however you do it, is going to be arguably not informed consent because there is so much stuff to talk about. Does that make any sense? Uh, Yeah, and that was my point as well uh, in my comments, because if we also look at So the Norwegian DPA, they did their risk assessment of whether or not to use a Facebook page for uh, their organization. And they concluded that they couldn't because of many reasons. But what I found interesting in this context was that they referred to uh, problems with transparency, right? That it's so difficult to grasp what's going on. And it's so opaque, everything that Meta does behind the scenes. And I agree with him to a certain extent that, yes, you don't maybe have to go into all of the details of real-time bidding and that super complex ecosystem that people who are in this field barely understand themselves. But I think it requires much more than just saying that we're going to track you because you have to, uh, people would have to understand how does this actually take place and, and how... Yeah, I, I think it just needs to be so detailed that no way Meta will be able to explain it in a way that most people would understand. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you brought up their decision to leave Facebook because that is actually something that people should most certainly read uh, because it actually goes through all the possible risks and outlays those risks in a very, very kind of uh, granular way. And I think that the concerns that it brings up are actually uh, quite, quite good. Um, yeah, so I think that that is that is just perfect. Yeah, they they mentioned like uh, the complexity of the processing to whom the data is being shared with, uh, the general data flow, software algorithms, the chain of processing activities, how much information they actually have on you and how they actually use it. So I am um, doubtful that uh, that this will be possible. Me too. And I have to take a look into it uh, at some point because from what I recall, uh, even the Data Protection Authority actually had trouble distinguishing between uh, being a joint controller with Facebook in which cases they are, in which cases they aren't. I have to double check myself on this, but I absolutely will. I do think that there was some point in which they said that it's actually the system is so complex that it's hard to conclude even on roles. Yeah, I will have yeah, to I think check. that was the case. Mm. So the system is vast, the ban is there, the ban on non-consent based stuff is there. What happens next? Well, they're they're gonna uh, they they can't appeal this decision, but they will definitely take it to uh, every court possible. Like from Meta's perspective, we can expect just uh, uh, objecting in any way possible using the vast legal muscles mm. that they have for in any way that they can. So that we can expect from Meta. But what can we expect from others? Do you think um, other controllers would start, uh, like Bonnier, for example, Mm. 
What do you think Bonnier could take from this or will they change anything accordingly? Shipstead, for example? I think they would have to. Uh, yeah. Look, uh, we've talked about uh, the uh, the ruling and how it's very categorically said that uh, that's as a rule of thumb, uh, legitimate interest and contractual necessity do not apply. I still think that that ruling has to be interpreted narrowly in the sense that it mentions cross-site tracking, in a sense that it mentions mm-hmm. involvement of third parties. So the key question then is to which extent what are the scenarios when they have to switch to consent? And I would say that still for first party advertising, there is no reason not to go with legitimate interest. But if you do actually do cross-site tracking and things like that, uh, you might have to consider switching to consent or informing in every possible and very detailed and clear way about your uh, legitimate interests at stake, which would then essentially mm-hmm. amount to consent, uh, not maybe fully, but not give the same rights. But I think practically switching to consent for anything third party related. Yeah. And and I think also this ban doesn't um, make a whole business model per se illegal. It's part of how Meta makes uh, their money. Uh, they claim it's a substantial part, that they they, uh, they need this in order for their company to survive. I have strong doubts about that. And I also think that on this isn't um, applicable to like 99.9% of the companies in the world because of uh, how Meta does this. But... Um, yeah, so they haven't banned a uh, business model per se. They haven't banned Facebook or Instagram. But just stop tracking us across every platform that you own and don't own. Yeah, that is actually a super important point that you're making. Actually, even third party, I was wrong. I was dumb. Uh, you have to do your normal kind of assessment. And I think that there are scenarios in which you can still say that the processing is minimally invasive because we have to keep in mind the scope of Meta's processing, how much data that entails, how many third parties. So actually, maybe I jump to conclusions this time, uh, you know, case by case assessment, look into what makes sense for you. It's not entirely precluded. It's just more difficult to make that argument now. But also, there is nothing fundamentally wrong with going with consent when it's ad based stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I think that this was uh, this was reasonable. This was expected. Uh, nothing surprises me too much. And I think we had something to learn. It would be really fun if Meta takes this to Court of Justice with like the urgent decision <laughs> being you're not complying with Court of Justice decision. Uh, so let's keep our eye out on that. Yeah, we will. And we'll keep everybody informed, of course. And uh, our next episode will not be on Meta. No. Even if they tear it down brick by brick, we're not talking meta. <laughs> I'm not saying meta ever again. Some for a year. Uh, oh. Thank you for today. Likewise, thank you. See you soon. See you. Bye. Bye bye.